this is the problem when you uh, when you take pictures and then they update everything. Like, I've still got my old one for old biddies slash great roads in their mm. alternate wrong pandemic. See, the the problem was we started this during a pandemic. Oh, good. That one is still available. But guess what? I'm looking at the Stillwell Brewery and it says uh, sold out. <laughs> like, well, well, that was fun. I, I hope we like it. And, but for the most part, it does not matter. I am Ross. Joining me is Ian, my co-host, and together, uh, where I am the least English of us all, drinking ESBs, we are attempting to drink Nova Scotia dry, because we, we did have a conversation, our traditional conference. Actually, we were meant to. This week was supposed to be an extra special one. We we're going to be talking to Les from Roof Hound Brewing, but he was not available. He had uh, some family, a family gathering to go to that got that got rescheduled. So he went to his family gathering and he was, oh, he was adorably apologetic about it. He just kept saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I said, honestly, we drop this all the time. It's, we're sitting around and drinking a beer is about the least important thing you could think of doing. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. So we hope to have him in the future very soon. But in the meantime, we looked up and we tried to find, we were on nearly into the ESBs. And then I noticed that I wanted to do something with this weird, this Fenwick ale from Annapolis Brewing with the um, with the Union Jack all over it. And it's got kind of a, they both say English style pub ale or Eng English pub ale or English pale ale. So they're not exactly ESBs, but I think they're probably comparable. That's, that's... What, what choice have you got? What Really? Because um, they're, they're just English style ales. I mean, the ESB, it's still an English style Ale, is, regardless isn't... of whether or not it's classed as a bitter or an ale, it's still an ale. Well, because because this one. So first up, we have from Stillwell Brewing Company, and you you acquired these cans. They're uh, brewed, cellared, and packaged in Halifax. So Stillwell is in Halifax. I love this can. You can feel there's texture on it. It's got yeah, there it's, is. Oh, it's it's rough. It's like sandpaper. I do like a it. Matte finish. A yeah. Matte finish. Oh, that's that's the one. Right, right, right. Um, but it does say best bitter on it so it's yeah. it's a bitter but then it says beneath that english style pale ale so is it just bitter because it's english style these are we'll look up a couple things about uh, about english styles and bitters and pale ales and what what the difference is luckily we have an authentic british person in an authentic british hat to explain everything i don't even need the internet this week you can tell us everything well, well, for for a start, I'm not sure whether this is an authentic British hat because it probably came from Frenchies. <laughs> I'm gonna go up. But um, the, uh, but the other the, the I people would ask for a pint of best. You would go into a pub and ask for a pint of best. Literally, that would be your offering. Yeah, give us a pint of best, and you would get a bitter, a best bitter. Now, it doesn't mean to say it's the best bitter i mean what the hell is the best bitter goodness knows only knows but you literally would ask for a pint of best if you went into a pub um they might look at you a bit strange now if they're students and they'll be like what do you mean a best what do you mean but traditionally um you could walk into your local and ask for a pint of best and it would be a good pint of bitter that they've got on tap or on draft so i'm i'm imagining that stillwell brewery have jumped all over that because it's a, they've gone for a traditional style um of of english or british uh bitter well so I'm, that's the i'm excited that I... they've hopped on the word best in describing things so it, bitter is an english style of pale ale 
okay. Has been used in England to, to describe pale ale since the 19th century. Um, brewers used the term pale ale before the introduction of pump clips. I, I'm afraid to click on that. What's a pump clip? Uh, customers would ask for bitter to differentiate it from mild ale. Uh, bitter became the most popular drink of draft beer. The national drink of England in Scotland, bitter is known as either light or heavy, depending on the strength, color, and body. Cask, condition, blah, 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 blah. Style, subtypes. Mm, I, I mean, the word best came up in... Aha! Light ale is a subtype. Session or ordinary bitter. Best or special bitter. Um... Uh, the disappearance of weaker bitters from some brewers' rosters mean best bitter is actually the weakest in the range. That's curious. So a best bitter means the the, the least alcohol content. And it is. We're starting at this one because it is a 4.5%. Uh, which, um... I'm... That's not weak. That's not weak, Ross. Uh, a 4.5% beer and uh, a bitter in the UK that I when I was growing up, that'd be a reasonable strength bitter because um, uh, I mean a three and a half to four percent is a good sessionable ale four and a half percent I might Ooh. argue uh, is a little on the stronger side but I know we're in Canada and four and a half percent you would just laugh at that it's almost like a light it's it's an economical choice I'm convinced because you go you know if you're going out for a pint in the UK you want to go and have five or six pints so you want to have like a four, a four percent, a four point three, something like that. But in Canada, you sort of, well, I'm going to the pub tonight, but I can only afford one. So what have you got? Well, we've got this double IPA at seven point eight percent. Yes, bring me that. Thank you, please. Yeah. I will have it. That's right. On the website and on the can, in small letters on the can and larger letters on the website, it does say brewed with English malt and hops in the almost in brackets traditional method. Best bitter is our take on England's great pub ale, highly sessionable and naturally conditioned I, if, if if i'm looking for the most vanilla boring words to describe something i think naturally conditioned is probably you want oak or cask conditioning yeah. or whiskey aged conditioning you want something extraordinarily um uh, going on don't you well, to, to to really appeal to you to really jump it's, out it's not you. that it naturally. just it just feels like this didn't even need to be there. Like, when you say that something has been naturally conditioned, that's you telling me, and we just left it alone for a while. It doesn't seem like an this, important uh, distinction to make. I, I, um, when I heard the description there, they were saying that a, a bitter was a, uh, pale, did you say pale ale? Mm-hmm. Right. This is, it looks and smells like a pale ale. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now, my the bitters that I dr uh, grew up drinking in my teens. That's where I start. It's where I um, was where I gained my experience because it's my dad that drank bitter all the time. Therefore, I did too. They were darker than this. Bitter was this looks more like a pale ale, airing on a uh, almost like a slightly darker lager. Bitters were always darker than this. So, therefore, I'm a little surprised that it's not darker than this. That's not to say it's gonna, not going to be good, because I'm sure it will. The description but... I looked up did say that they range in color from amber to a darker red. 
So there's okay. there's a spectrum. This is certainly on the on you know towards the amber side of things. It's it's not you know a a, a straw colored pilsner or anything like that. But it's it's more golden. It's yeah, it is definitely golden. I I picked the wrong glass. This is not fitting any of this beer in here, but still, it actually it looks really good, especially with this this amazing backdrop. Mm. That I you get some haze to yours. Mine is crystal clear, but I didn't get all of the sea monkeys from the bottom of the can. Did, did you? Um... I did. No, mine is cloudy. Good. Oh. Yeah. Should have got the bigger I'm glass. Not, I'm not seeing anything floating in it, to be honest. No, no. Like... I just, you know, the, the uh, metaphorical sea monkeys at the bottom that give it that nice oh. hazy Absolutely. cooler that we appreciate. Yeah. The, the, the unfiltered, yeah. Oh, are we going German now? Is the unfiltered effect? No, I was just... its um, it, it just happens. I just wander in and out of accents. You know this happens. What yeah, else is written on? That was going to be your attempt at British, and I thought, well, you failed that miserably. Oh, yes, that's, that's true. Uh, nothing. Well, you've got wrong, wrong side of the of Europe there. Um, this, it smells not overly hoppy. No. There's, there's kind of a bready smell coming from the can. A little yeasty? A l maybe a tad, but I can't quite tell. There's also a, a, a little bit of a sweetened hop in there somewhere. It's it's a... The bready hot yeastiness is stronger from the can than it is from the glass. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting a lot of smell off of the uh, the head. Now, the head on it is quite nice. That's that's sticking around. This this thing's got, okay. as you say, the legs. Some legs. All set? Yours is very different from mine. We still got the same, the same beer. In theory, uh, you yeah. did pour it in the same can, I'm sure. But it does look really quite different. Mm. Um, well, I didn't get the whole thing in mind, so I think that's the big difference. It's not the full glass. We'll get there. Second half. Cheers. Should we dive in? All right. Okay. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that yeah, bre that bready hop. That it, It's sort of a little, a little bit of a hop, a little bit of a schneef. It's not unwelcome. That's... It's not. It's really easy mm -hmm. to drink. That's delightful. That's very nice. I I couldn't tell you whether that was an authentic English pub best bitter. I don't think it is. Not not what I not what I would I would not describe that as a bitter at all. It's a pale ale to me, but it does say it does say on the can it's a pale ale. It's so got a bit of a nip of bitter to it, like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a bitter, bitter, but it's it's not like a, any bitter that that I grew up drinking. Um, that's not to say, um, I, I I don't know, Ross. It's lighter than and than I was used to. Um, it's it's a little more hoppy, not as malty. Um, quite quite delicious though. Yeah, I, I quite like it. And I I, I feel like. So I'm I'm missing out on the English style, but it says. But we're what we're learning is a best bitter. Now the the bitter yeah. is. I I think I'd get, I'd get a little bit of a of a hop flavor in a bitter, more of a hop flavor than a malt flavor. I mean, I've the Beachstone bitter is super malt forward, and I love that. But it, I don't think that it's exactly what the the flavor is supposed to be going for. I think yeah. this one is delivering what's exactly on the can. Because if we're learning the the best part of best bitter is it is a slightly less alcohol percentage percentage bitter, and an English pub ale light and honestly the color is about the only thing that I can fault it for but that's not really their fault 
love all oh, the head on this is wonderful it's faulting you what, in what way do you mean you're faulting uh the color what uh, i as regards to what i just like it to look a little darker but i think that's oh, just being super okay. finicky yeah the bit about the best is interesting because i i, I didn't know I, I don't think maybe it's not necessarily um the weakest they're going for maybe it's the sessionability of it mm -hmm. that uh, that like you said you couldn't sit there and have six pints of seven and a half, eight percent good, strong. Uh, no, not not for obvious reasons. not comfortably. But you, yeah, but you could um, in four, four and a half percent. Maybe you can do that. And 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 the beauty of the the bitter, I always found that's one of the reasons why I took to it rather than lager. Not just because my old man was a bitter drinker, was because it was way less carbonated way less gassy than a lager oh, okay mine's still fizzing and the head on it is crazy so i i'm not i'm not saying it wasn't carbon of course it was because the sugar in it it's going to have some carbonation to it but what i'm saying is um lagers let they made me burp mm. from, the, from the first from the first mouthful of a lager i felt gaseous i felt like i always wanted to belch and I don't get, I never got that from bitter because a bitter was a, was a, I'm going to use the term flat. It was a flatter drink okay. than, uh, than, than a, than a, um, I, than a I, I can agree to that as well, despite the fact that some of the best, you know, the bitters that I have and enjoy are, have a, have a lovely, you know, a nice head on them. And this one is no uh, exception to that. This it is very easy to drink. This is the kind of beer that if someone, if you went out to the pub and they kept saying, oh, another one, yeah, yeah, you could come home and, and they and, and get asked, how many did you have tonight? And you say, um, I don't recall. I would forget how many of these I'd have. Or I, I had, I had had. Can you say had twice in one sentence? It's one of those words, isn't it? I had had. Hmm. That, totally, you can say it one after the other. Rebecca's just used a word that I was going to say, and I'm glad she did say it because I was going to say it a little while ago. She just used the word floral. I think it does have a bit of a floral palette. Really? Honey, honey from it. Interesting. So she's oh. getting sweet. She's getting sweetness from it. I am getting honey, especially off the smell, the scent yeah. of this. Very honey. Interesting. Yeah, uh. definitely honey. Well, it's the color of honey for sure. And it's I can I can find it in there as well. It doesn't say that uh that that's what they're using and when i was looking up english style everything's uh the golden ale golden or summer has an appearance similar to a pale lager typically brewed with crystal malts far less lower quantity to traditional bitter blah 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 blah, blah. special or blah weaker bitter something the best way the weakest in the range i it's not my favorite beer I've ever had, but delivering on the advertising, what they're saying they're going to give you, I think they've nailed it. I think this is exactly what I would expect if I was a professional English-style pale ale best bitter drinker. A prof are there professional? There must be. There's professional everything. But the more I learn about this style, the more bang on this tastes. So I, mm. I, I can see why this, I can see why this came up as a recommendation when someone said, Oh, what's the best ESB? Is this an ESB? No, it, 
if if this just said Stillwell Breweries bet ESB on the can, I think I would be saying I want more flavor. I want a darker, a more complicated uh, kind of mixture in in there. I, w- I want a few different things, and it's maybe a little too sweet, maybe not bitter enough. But if it's a uh, if it's a best bitter, styled in a in a pale ale kind of form, I I, I think they hit it right. Can you just confirm for me what mm. ESB means, Ross? Because I've heard two people saying two thing, two different things. I've heard one saying it's it stands for get this English style bitter, and another one saying extra special bitter. I think it's the latter. Um, so so I but it could be is it extra strength bitter? I I, I don't really know because I've never looked into it. I've heard a couple of different versions of what it is. This doesn't purport to be either, of course. It doesn't <clears throat> say it's an ESB. So, if you're looking that up, that would be a I, I I am, and I have the official uh, the official answer here. An ESB uh, stands for Enterprise Service Bus, and it is an architectural pattern where a centralized software component performs integrations yep. between applications. So, is that the first or the second one I said? <laughs> that was that was the first one. It was the middle one. Why? <laughs> Why did it not come up with okay English style ESB is an English style pale ale despite the fact that ESB stands for extra extra special bitter is what I always thought it was right but, but so it's not English style bitter because I read that too or heard that too I'm not seeing that I okay I need to specify Weird. with beer what does ESB stand for <laughs> beer. Not buses. Ex- extra special bitters. Okay, there's that. Right. English style pale ale. ESB. ESB stands for extra special bitter. So craft beer, craftbeer.com. How can you how can you call them wrong? No, absolutely. Um, not, none of these, none of these three things that I that that I'm gonna be joining this evening, none of them say ESB. The only two that we've got that said ESB, of course, are the uh uh, uh, to me, um, off the top of my head, anyway, of course, was the uh, Lazy Bear, mm-hmm. the, their ESB, and of course, what seemingly is the go-to in this wonderful province, Propellers ESB. And talking about that maritime uh, craft brewing um, group thread, ESB romped home. And so many people said it's the best English-style bitter that they that that's available here in the province and i had to agree with them but i haven't of course tried any of these three i was just assuming um, from the esbs wise but of course there is a a bunch of british style ales but to me the esb by propeller is so damn delicious and they've been doing it a number of years so you'd imagine that they'd have got a pretty good a pretty good um, recipe going that people love, and clearly they do. Certainly, the enthusiasts of uh, of craft brewing. I'm liking this, Ross. I'm liking this, although um, I hesitate to call it a bitter. It's a pale ale, but there again, I'm learning here that a they're, pale ale be a bitter. They, they so, are. So. They can be slightly similar if they're of a certain style mm. or 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 type. I'm I'm liking this as well. 
And I think I'm quite happy that it does say the words pale ale on its side and it says best bitter. So they're advertising this is that maybe a weaker one, not very, not a very strong one, maybe also not a very strong flavored one. So it's just kind of here's an easy sessionable in an English style. I, I, I would I would again, I'm going to hesitate to call it particularly sessionable. And I think that might be because I've not had that much to eat today. I haven't um, I oh. haven't filled the old belly with something to mop this golden juice up with. So I'm already feeling this in my head and I'm only about two thirds of the way through the glass. I've got three cans to, to drink this evening. Oh, um, this could be this could be a rough night for me. Is, I, it, I think I might be slurring very, very early. I, I, I seem I, to recall you saying the words, that's a lot of peanuts. So I think you've uh, you're, you're you've either ordered something very fancy on Amazon or oh good you do you do have some snacks yeah rebecca just threw some peanuts down i was hoping maybe there was some packing foam involved ah i i want to immediately give that a nine out of ten for being what what it said that for for what it's giving you it's saying this is going to be a best bitter english style pale ale i'm like yes that's exactly what it is but I just can't bring myself to go quite that high. It is very good. And I like to rate it on, so out of, out of a 10, a perfect 10 is the perfect English style pale ale. So I, I think I might go high eights. I'm trying to decide if an eight, nine is too high and an eight, seven is too low. Then yeah, I think I have to say an 8.8. .8. 8.8 .8 from the Canadian judge on this one. I have lost my co-host. He has lost his inter interneted connectivity. He's having connectile dysf dysfunctions. But um, I definitely don't think he agrees with me on uh, on the 8.8 .8 for that one. But, oh, I mean, the legs are still there. There is still the delightful uh, head coming down the outside of my glass there, which I'm still trying to identify what kind of glass this is. It's such a cool glass. I had to pick it up. Literally, and it's um, it's sort of floated at the bottom, almost like a wine glass, but it eventually comes up into this little uh, stouted rotund and then thinned out more like an hourglass. See, see this part, if you just had it like that, that'd be it's yeah, it's a it's a pilsner glass with a stem. You've gone very quiet again. I think it's definitely because of the link I have. Oh, um, no. You gave that nine out of ten, that's crazy numbers. I, um, it, I, I, I. I well, I, I, like I dropped it, it down to an 8.8 like .8 because it, again, not the best thing I've ever had, but it gave me what I was, what I, what they offer. What they were suggesting was going to happen, mm. happened. Okay. Yes, it's a pale ale for me. Um, and and uh, as I just mentioned, maybe, maybe I've been uh, disillusioned all these years thinking that bitters were different from pale ales. Ha, huh. well more fool me it's not a, a traditional bitter as far as i'm concerned but it's really nice pale ale so i will give it really good marks seven out of ten <laughs> fair i'm leaving a tiny amount at the at the bottom there yeah me too i'll need to i, I guess yeah because i need to go back to that while you're having your old loyalist when we get around to that but uh i don't know why i'm sh i'm showing the annapolis brewing finally we get to the uh, the spot that i'm in right now in behind me here from but from annapolis brewing company the busiest can of the two the stillwell one was um a bit more reserved but 
That's what it's trying to get right in, in your face. Annapolis Brewing out of Annapolis uh, Royal along the way in Annapolis County. It's triple Annapolis. Fenwick's Ale. Couldn't tell you if this was Mr. Fenwick, Colonel Fenwick on the can itself. But it's a, it's a man in some sort of... It looks like a British uniform, I'd have to say. It is a red coat, and I know, being a proud Scot, that you're supposed to call them red coats. But with the Union Jack plastered all over the place, there's a few delightful barrels, and it's, um, I'm trying to, it's the, the style of, it's certainly an anim, animate, well, not animated, but a, a cartoon a, uh, drawn, certainly not going for realism on the can. Does say 14 IBUs on this one. We didn't, couldn't find out what was on the, uh, the Stillwell one, but on the side of Ye Thing, it's, uh, oh good, it's the same thing as it says on the website. This is nice that they're starting to match up. I used to have to look for both. Cheers to the general. Born in Annapolis Royal, Sir William Fenwick Williams. Went on to become a renowned general in the British artillery and served as Nova Scotia's first lieutenant governor. See, I mean, you learn something new every week on this show. Amazing. Impressive. Yep. Light drinkers rejoice. 4.8%, Ian. Light drinkers rejoice. Y'all get yeah. get involved in this one. Fenwick's is our lightest ale. Nothing complex here. Smooth, not hoppy, and easy to drink. Okay. So it doesn't actually... I mean, th this one, it's been in the closet for a little while because I didn't know how to compare it or categorize it. <clears throat> and at the moment, the only thing that tells you what it is is the word ale in the... In the dis, in the dis, right there in the title, and then just the fact that there's the Union Jack. It's just got this British Union Jack all over the place. So we're celebrating that he went. Uh, he became a general in the British artillery. Is this an English ale? Absolutely. Just because it's <clears throat> celebrating this chap, and there's a Union flag on it. Um, doesn't mean to say that it's a British style ale. It's just called. I th and by the way, I, I, I'm just going to be a a pedant. Please do. I've been doing that for 56 years almost. Why would I stop now? I believe just just as Berwick should not be pronounced Berwick, it should be Berwick because it came from the English town of Berwick. Oh, did I say Fenwick wrong? W. This this should be i'm pretty sure since it sounds like he was a british person because he fennec? was in the yeah, he came, yeah it should just be called fennec, fennec. that's a, a, a very english name fennec and it doesn't pronounce the w but again i'm being a wonderfully pedantic i but ross i don't i don't there's nowhere that it says this is a british no. style ale is there i know <laughs> I know. It's art. It's it's so British made art. I okay. Yeah. So do do we need do we Let's need to look it up is. more? Is a oh I'm, well. Pfft, here we go. So on Untapped, the first thing it says is it is a blonde slash golden ale. Mm. And mm. A, a little fruity and a golden ale. This. I don't think it's trying to be an English-style pub ale. But, honestly, if if nothing else, this gives me encouragement. Because if the craft beer industry in Nova Scotia, if everything 
was just here is this it will have a hop profile of a 2.7 and it will have a malt profile on a starting around a three if it's too descriptive then that means that there is a preciseness in giving that information and trying to over explain it to everybody but now that we've got to this point we're like this one oh this is general fake and he was the first lieutenant governor look we'll just slap his face on there and some union jacks whatever he was a, he was he was a general in britain it's just fenix ale and you say well what kind of ale in it and he says, i don't know shut up and drink it that's right if it's lacking in over describing what it is then i think the craft beer industry has got to the point of just going eh, have a beer Phoenix is our lightest ale. Nothing complex here. Smooth, not hoppy, and easy to drink. I'm kind of thinking, Ross, that this might be somewhat similar to the pale ale we've been just had. Because mm. it's it's a, it could be a sessionable, it's a similar strength. It's 4.9%, closer to 5 Um But... I, I, by the sounds of it, by the description of it, it sounds extremely similar uh, to the pale ale we've just been drinking. It's a little more, st was that a little more strawy? Yes. Straw colored? That, this is very yeah. blonde. This is very light yes. and cooler. It's even lighter than the other one. So we are definitely not having ESBs tonight, but we're having. What about the nose? When you got your nose in there, does it have any similarity to the other one? Not with the honeyness. No, this is more. Uh, but also it's not longer. Again. It's bready again. It's bready. It's a little bit bready. The head yep. is gone nearly immediately. I'm a little bit sad about that. We both have our uh, Annapolis Brewing Company glasses. We do. Is... Didn't didn't we get that in a case from the NSLC? Well, you passed one to me. Unfortunately, my one. I don't know. I've always thought this. Do you remember the can trick that you that you do? You remember the can trick that you do? I, I would imagine you would. Um, the one that when you just drunk enough out of the can and you balance it precariously on the table and people yep. it draws admiration from awkward. It does. It's the easiest magic. way to. Stuff. The best but, way to entertain well, it upon. The glass that you gave <laughs> you gave me kind of because it's it, it's a it's a non perfect one. Therefore, it's got a little bulbous bit oh. on the bottom, and as a result. As a result, I put it on the table and it kind of <laughs> it spins around. around a little bit. So I have to be careful not to fill my glass always to the to the surface because the old the surface tension will just pour over the side of the glass. This is um, it's much clearer to me uh, in in my uh, rather, mm. in comparison to the previous one. Mine is clearer, whereas my last one was a little cloudier, more of a pale ale. This looks more of a lagerish to me oh, oh of course you can't see it because i've got that silly uh, computerized backdrop just just so put it in the lower half of your face and then you can see it just drop it in the lower half of your face right there yeah mine's a oh, little cloudy but it's certainly golden it's certainly very straw like it's very flaxen mm. as it were Flax. a lovely word flaxen mm. ah now i'm pouring the rest of the can it, the whole thing has gone in which is great that uh a but 473. That also, nice. yeah. I, I wish there it was, was a, a, certain symmetry. a bit more of the certain bubbles. Symmetry. I lost many of the boobles. Okay. It's Ooh. actually now looking extremely similar to, to the other one in its pore as well. So it's got that certain cloudiness it's now. It's smelling oh, really good, though. Are you getting this? Like a malty, bready. Oh. Yeah. Mm. 
Is this going to be really, really good? This could be very close, this competition this evening, folks. It's going to be a very close competition. <laughs> yeah, let's get in there. Fennec going up. He's coming around the last corner. For some reason, I've gone completely Australian, but whatever. Australian, so did I. I went Australian first. <laughs> Maybe that's why. It's, it's, it's these Union jackets throwing me all off on the side of the can. All right, we'll end up Russian. You know how it goes. I know, that's true. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. That's for done, you. Oh, my goodness, it's totally different. This is... Wow, this is a fr fr fruitier? It, it, yeah. It's it's almost going into sour territory. That's really strange. Yes. Wow, I was not expecting that at all. Canned a little uh, while ago. I don't know. This is not a bitter, Ross. No, 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 no. Never, no, no, never said it might be. No, yeah, I think these just seem to be two-ish beers that were made and canned by some people who had heard of the country England and that it existed. <laughs> but they didn't, like you said, they didn't say this is a British style. Bit. No. So get that. I, I was, I was yeah. getting to the point before tonight that this one was just going to go on a night that we have several. There's, there's at least three in, in the cupboard waiting to be uh, flavored, not flavored, uh, waiting to be sampled and tasted that have no description on them whatsoever. They just said, we made this beer because we were inspired by seeing a kite crash into a tugboat on the on the river last yeah. week. And it's like, oh, okay, it's a uh, yeah. kite crashing and a tugboat nothing, ale. And there's no description of or uh -uh. whatever what beer that's in it. That's rather like, you know, occasionally they have those uh, those fun events online or whatever when where people stumble across... Um, some some mystery canned goods in their cupboard which mm. without a label on it, they've got no idea what's in it so yeah. they break it open and try it and, and and it could be meatballs or it could be a tin peaches or whatever they've got no idea so this is a bit like this this is more peachy than uh, than meatballs i've got to say this is a fruity number it's soury to me yeah so I, th I think so this is like some of the ones we had the propeller fruity ones like the tango and the um uh some of the other you had the tango with with your good lady did you not um week or two ago yes uh right. she was she available she wouldn't know that oh i didn't did i compare that with i didn't compare that with the two crows one did i that would have been criminal that wacky right. delicious two crows the um i did compare it with the squeezy <laughs> that was last week a, a tango lager against that squeezy that the, it was it was a smoothie sour. Oh, that was right. It was not this a beer. Actually, it was a smoothie. That thing was thick. She she was mad taste, tick. This doesn't taste like beer to me. It tastes like a sour fruit smoothie. Um, that's not to say that I don't like it. I I don't mind it. I don't hate it. This no, I'll I'll tell you what this tastes like. This tastes like a beer that is going to have a really awful tasting back end to it, but it doesn't. The front end says, "I'm gonna taste bad," just a second, and then you're like, "Oh, you're waiting for it." Oh, oh, oh here comes the bad tasting, and then nothing. It just smooths out on the back end. That's that's fascinating. It tastes like it's gone off up front, and then. Perfectly smooth on the back end. What a weird it's, flavor it's sensation. A, it's a 
it tastes to me. Um, I, I would quite happily sit on a deck in about 27 degrees here and have three or four of these on a warm I... summer's day. It's not, it's quite kind of, it's got that summery taste to it. Yeah. That, I mean, you I can... didn't, I didn't catch that episode with your, uh, with your tango, uh, with, um, but, uh, but I can imagine it was quite similar. Very I fruity, very summery. Surprised. Hmm. More, yeah. more, more by the squeezy and by, by the tango. But I think I, I, I was honestly more surprised with my own reaction to it. I was surprised I enjoyed them that much. I thought, well, this is okay. This is, uh, yeah, this is the thing. It, they, they are getting to the point where when I drink something that should be drank on a nice hot summery day, I almost, I, I can feel it. I can say, oh yeah, there I am. There I am outside. I can feel like I'm there. Oh yeah, the the hot beams, you know, just the beams of the sun, kind of that that feeling of the sun on your skin. Oh, that that nice ray ray of sunshine on you where we have definitely not been getting these last few days so as a as a full as a full tire skid mark screeching turn how uh did you do this past weekend were were you were you able to get to and from work a couple of I think this was your work weekend was it not this past one it was my work weekend Thankfully, I live within spitting distance of the place, as you can, uh, as you well know. So, did you just uh, trip and stumble your way there? Yeah, I really could. I could, I could get there probably a half hour walk if I had to through eight feet of snow. Mm -hmm. But actually, let's be honest, we got off fairly lightly, did we not? Here in in the um, sort of mid to west valley. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go beyond Windsor and it started to get a bit more hairy, and then by the time you got to the the greater metropolitan area. It was very dicey. Uh, they had something like a, a, approaching a meter at the airport, uh, which is apparently the biggest single snowfall they've had in in twenty years. But here, here's the thing: <clears throat> the, the thing that it, it didn't accumulate and give us, you know, record breaking. I don't think snow. It might have given us record breaking snow. It was very windy and it, it all blew all over the place. So it's kind of weird. There's these huge drifts and they're over in canyons somewhere. But yeah. it's the first time in my lifetime that I can remember waking up to the same storm twice. <laughs> That's never happened before. I think that was the thing that really got to, because usually sort of you wake, you, you go to bed and there's a storm. And, oh, it'll be over by the morning. And in the morning, then a little bit more and it's just finishing. And then, oh, the sun comes out and it's delightful. But no, you woke up the next morning, still storm. What about later in the day? Storm. You waking up from a snooze with your boy. It was literally going to bed the following night and then waking up after another seven or and eight hours. And the second in. morning, yeah, yeah the yeah. sun trying to come up. Something. And it's yeah. it's still cloudy. It's still flurrying right now. This started, what was it, four? Three or four evenings ago. This is on yeah. evening Four, and it's still overcast and it's still kind of have a little bit more snow. I don't think it's full yet. Hang on. Finnick, Finnick, come over here and add some more snow to this stupid, sniveling little province that has the audacity to call itself New Scotland. I don't know why it talks that way, but that's just, that's the voice of weather. I can imagine. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a British general. Did he say he was? So of course he, he's going to uh, talk yeah, Oh like yeah, that. he's going to. They still talk like that now in 2024, never mind 250 years ago. Um, but the thing is, um, do you remember, of course you remember, it's only eight, nine years ago, that biblical winter we had 
where we got to sort of halfway through January and, and we were all got, slapping ourselves on the back and saying, ha, this winter, it's awesome. We've hardly had any snow. It's going to be one of those really easy winters. And then it snowed and then it snowed again a week later and a week later and a week yep. later. And it dumped a foot on us every Wednesday for about the next 12 weeks. And, <laughs> and we were still digging out in late May. Now, I really hope, seeing, seeing as uh, uh, um, Environment Canada sort of didn't, they, they didn't realize that that event that we had a few days before this storm was going to be such a, a, a thing because we had almost a foot fall on us um, a few days beforehand, did we not? 27 and a half centimeters. Yeah, we had a little, a little storm. It might be five. Yeah, and then this time, of course, like uh, a, a, about six or seven days later, we had this thing that just put about four feet on Cape Breton and the rest of us had a bit of uh, quite, a, quite a downpour. Is it going to be the start of something similar? Because if it is... I I had an intriguing com conversation with the director of my entire department at my at my work today uh, as as we sort of chatted I think they chat usually on a Tuesday which is funny because chat before coming coming in here but he pointed out he said also this is an El Nino year mm -hmm. and I a forty uh, five year old man said a what now. And I apparently, I thought El Nino was just a thing that either happened all the time or uh, the same time every year. But apparently it's like a storm thing that applies to certain years, but not all years. So this is an El Nino year. That huge storm you're talking about was an El Nino year. And then another, I want to say... 10 years before that was another El Nino year and that was another huge crazy dump of snow thanks to my thanks to my 45 years on earth I can uh, track back 10 years uh, storm recurrences I'm I, I'm not sure I mean clearly we're all we've all heard of La Nina and El Nino um uh, if I believe my might be able to explain it a little better for me. He's a meteorological professional these days in the Air Force. But um, I, I don't know, for some reason I'm thinking that 11, once every 11 years, or is it nine years, uh, it... that's what the cycle is. It might be 11. But of course, um, 2003 to 2004, was it not, was white one. Uh, they, they still speak about that now in uh, in reverence. Yes. So sort of 10 years-ish from then was that, crappy ass winter we're talking about that we're all digging out from which in didn't seem to get a name i don't think the 10 years ago one got a name but the 20 years ago one that was the white one I... yeah but they were mentioning that they were mentioning this in various websites as saying this is the biggest single snowfall since white one uh, in various parts of nova scotia single, Not here yes in the... we got a yeah, we got away with it fairly lightly i mean it was still a decent snowfall but nothing maybe less than half what they got in in, very, in, uh, in more eastern parts. Oh, yes. Uh, you're doing some research. I can see you're, you're hard at it on your laptop. Well, right I'm trying to look up El Nino itself, and it, nothing's really saying that it happens. Like, what is an El Nino year? Uh, can be more intense, blah, 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 reverse pattern, blah, 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 blah. Affect the global climate. So what is an... I, okay, I need to look up what an El Nino year is. Is so 20 years ago, I happened to be in New Glasgow, which is out in you know Pictou County, so that's the more eastern side of things. And we got dumped on, we were up to our hips in snow 
over about maybe it was about a day and a half. I, I don't think I you woke up to, and that was one of those, it was overnight. You know, it, it started one day and then it was a long night. You woke up the next day and the sun came out and you could start digging yeah. out. So this one this weekend was, it, it was just, it kept coming. <laughs> and even now it's still kind of snowing a little bit. Like, really? Yeah. Are, are you not? done pushing this out and i think i heard one of the meteorologists from sudden cbc radio or something like that and he mentioned that uh you always need to have a degree in meteorology to actually understand what they're talking about some of the time but he 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 did say that most storms because of the jet stream here and and where we are in nova scotia they 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 come in and they move off that's just whoosh that's what they do and they usually they hit yarmouth they thump yarmouth they give a little sprinkling to halifax and then they kind of see you later but this one Missed Yarmouth, thumped the north, and destroyed Cape Breton. But not only that, it didn't move quick. It hung about. It just sort of just kept farting snow on everybody. Meanwhile, Yarmouth is sitting down there saying, Ooh, <laughs> another my time, Margaret. Yes, I'm are sitting they like General Fenwick. They are. They are General Fenwick sitting on the beach, sitting on the tropical beaches of Yarmouth in February, as you do, because. <laughs> As everyone knows, Yarmouth is the Caribbean of Nova Scotia. I oh, really gorgeous. hope we're going to get quoted on this one. <laughs> since, since 2000, El Nino events have been observed in 2002 and 3, 2004 and 5, 6 to 7, 9 to 10, 14 to 16, 18 to 19, and 23, 24. <laughs> so it's just kind of... What is an El Nino event? Will 2023 be an El Nino year? I don't understand. We need to get your son. Where's Tristan when we need him? He needs to come on and explain El Nino to us because... You just you just mentioned about eight different El Nino years since about in the, in the last... Yeah. 15. Yeah. Okay. And they're not, all there. It's not, it's not an unusual event. Well, I don't know where I got the idea that it was sort of between 9 and 11 years. What about La Nina? I don't even go into La Nina. This is not a meteorological No, podcast. we won't bother. Th so, this is about as disappointing as when I found out that once in a blue moon isn't as, as infrequent as you think it is. Yeah. Once in a blue moon is yeah. like saying twice a year. Twice a year. <laughs> what a stupid concept. <laughs> There. We're, again, we're just turning into grumpy old men complaining about the English language. This is like an orange, <clears throat> fruity, I, um, summery beer. It, it is definitely twisting into something citrusy. And yes, I kind of self-punned myself there with the citrus with zest. I actually like it, but it doesn't taste beery to me. And... Uh, and that's the problem I have with with some with with, with all sours or seltzers, um, is that I don't think they taste like beer. They just taste like f alcoholic alcohol pops, fruit pops, whatever you call them. Um, they're similarly uh, the the alcohol content seems to be similar as well, all within the five percent range. Alcohol pops. You. But it's okay. <laughs> you missed out on the life altering. Uh, two crows smoothie sour last week because honestly you would not be saying yeah it's a bit like a sour i would had i not had what i drank last week last week completely changed 
everything. I think it it popped up on the Maritime Craft Brew thing, and it's like, oh, here it is in a glass, and someone said, what is that? That looks like a blueberry smoothie with... It tasted like... If you took ice cubes and like a half a pint of fresh blueberries, you know, straight, straight out of Oxford, wham, not Oxford, Nova Scotia, not Oxford, England. We're not getting that British. And then like maybe a, probably about a shot and a half of vodka, whip that all together. That's what it tasted like. And yet it's saying, well, this is a beer. Yes, we brew this like a beer. And here it is. It is a sour beer, kettle, sour, this and that. This is, this is just a strong alcoholic smoothie. What am I drinking? And it, it poured, it, it, you know, when you pour something thick enough, like when you're pouring a smoothie from the blender and it does that little plat, 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 where it's not a smooth pour. It's so chunky. So, yeah, it's, it's blooping the, the little pieces that happened out of the can. Wow. It was, it was. Game-changing consistency to this fluid. I cannot describe how mind-bogglingly weird it was, but sours have changed for me because nothing will ever come close to this. So I really need to see that uh, episode. But you've just you've just inadvertently educated me on something, and I need you to explain, maybe elaborate a little more. You just said. Not the Oxford in England, but the Oxford here. Now, hang on a second. Don't 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 dive in there for a moment. When I've seen, uh, I, I look. You know, when they say online, I, I was today years old when I found out that, and um, yes. something ridiculous that everyone else knows, and you just amazingly, you've had this light bulb suddenly go on in your head. Well, when I've seen Oxford blueberry ice cream here on sale in uh, um, in local areas. Okay, um, educate me, because I was always thinking that was something to do with Oxford in England. Are you telling me that it has nothing to do with <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. There, There is a community, a, you know, a small, a small town, a, a village in Nova Scotia, and if I'm not mistaken, it's in between Truro and Amherst. So as you escape towards New Brunswick, there's Oxford, and it's along that way. And Oxford okay. is for some reason famous for blueberries. They've got a big, uh, I, I want to say, it's probably a cement statue. And it's the big Oxford blueberry. It's, it's a statue that you can find there. They have a sinkhole. My friend Sean and I, on one of our previous podcasts, we got very excited because suddenly there was a sinkhole in Oxford, Nova Scotia. You didn't know there was an Oxford, Nova Scotia? Well, now, the reason why I guess I I jumped to that conclusion, by the way, I've just cracked because, you know... uh, Good. Please do. I'm going to try to stay on track on what I'm talking about. But I have just cracked the loyalist because you said I could drink this while you were finishing off the other one, you, the other two. So honestly, I have for everything that we've done, you deserve to drink the loyalist. It is such Thank a good you. beer. It is such a good beer. I am going to. Um, the reason why I guess I jumped to that conclusion about Oxford, uh, thinking it was it had the British connotations, was because um, the Oxford uh, colour for the for the university in in, in Oxford in England. Is a dark blue. Um, the 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 two famous oh 
all right. Equivalent of the Ivy League in the USA. The mm. big two in the yep. UK are Oxford and Cambridge. They've had this rivalry going back several hundred years until they both opened in whatever the hell it was, 1459, or whatever the heck it was. Um, one, one of the, there's a huge boat race. You can look that up unless you're unless you're familiar with it. You can look this up. Uh, they do a big eight man. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. Every, every single year they compete in various sporting events, and they've been doing rugby and soccer and and very famously the boat race on the Thames in London. And they've been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years. But the Oxford boat rows in dark blue, and and the Cambridge uh, uh, crew row in light blue now for some inexplicable reason i was connecting oxford blueberries with the color of the dark of the crews that oxford or the teams that oxford university so you, would, would so you maybe just, it's coincidental and it you just thought like it was a branding thing okay okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely so i thought this oxford blueberry ice cream flavor was to do with gosh i've been I've been fooling myself all these years, and you've just ex- you've just explained ne- next, to me. Where next road trip, off. you got to go and see the Oxford Blueberry itself. Apparently. Them themselves. I'm not even sure what it's meant to. Um, something something extraordinary has happened to my uh, my mm. loyalist beer. Oh. Uh, did yours foam up like this? Can you recall? I th- uh, I think so. I could probably bring up the video or something like that, but I I I'd probably. No, now, what I will say, Ross, what I will say right off the bat, um, it's, it's it's the right, it's, it's the right bloody like, color, isn't it? <laughs> it's the right color. It looks like a bitter. Mm. I cannot get this. I, I'm never ever going to do this weird backdrop thing again, like you seem to have mastered, because uh, clearly I'm not. I'm a complete novice at it. We've been uh, here three years. Like- I've been here three years doing this. So yes, I've gotten a little better at where I can hold the something so that I can actually see it. Because yeah, if you hold it up here, it's gonna be it's gonna disappear and go and go wrong. Oh crap! This oh. is a bitter, a, a, a darker. Ah um, ah! Read the can though, because I think it just says English ale. Ale. It's just ale. It's ale from England. Try this. Here we go. Shut up. Uh, Lord Fenwick, you don't know nothing. This is just ale. It, it, it's very... I've read this all in the past, uh, uh, when you did it, you said several months ago. At the end of American... But for the for the risk of boring the zero viewers that we seem to have acquired this Exactly, season, yeah. Uh, at the end of American Revolutionary War, uh, British subjects who remain blah, 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 blah. Does it say anything about the beer? Their thirst for British beer... We wanted to make a beer that was loyal to those who long for a taste of the British homeland. Okay, which the, clearly the Phoenix Ale did not do that for me at all well, because I, it didn't, didn't taste like a, an, an, an ale, a, a, a traditional British ale to me at all. Maybe they, they weren't going for it. but It's um, just cheersing uh, him. They're, they're, they, it, it could have been a shot of tequila. Cheers to Lord Fennec, to General Fennec. Absolutely. They just stuck a British flag on the front and a picture of a guy, but it didn't taste like an ale to me at all. It, and it, they didn't say it was going to taste like a British style ale at all, anyway. On it, so it's a very, very, it's, it's, it's a very clever how they managed to avoid everything. Is we won't tell you what this beer will taste like, and then you'll either like it or you'll not, and that's fine. I'm liking the fact that this does say ours is brewed in the tradition of a Yorkshire bitter. So I think I know what Ooh. I'm going to get here. By the time. 
using classic English fuggle hops and Nottingham ale yeast that augments the flavours of biscuit and grass with a dry, spicy finish. I don't think I'm going to be disappointed by this, Russ, in the slightest. Nope, you are not. And you loved it. Is that what you're saying? I did. Can you can you see this picture of Lord Fennec that I looked up? Here he is. That's did him. Someone take, did someone take a picture of him on their cell phone in yeah. 1791? Oh, absolutely. That's him. It's, uh, yeah, they had cell phones back then. And it's, well, I'm just trying to compare it to the one on the can, and it definitely does look like him. Speaking of, I was trying to to call you out on your depiction of Oxford University still being around in the 1400s, and I went, oh, there's no way it can be that old, and I looked it up. I went onto the internet, and I learned that Oxford University, there is evidence that there was teachings happening, maybe not organized classrooms. You were very close. 1,096. That is nearly, that is, that is 950 years ago. Wait. Some of the professors are still there. (laughs) Professor Gandalf, good friend of General Fennec. This has done a wonderful, talking of ice cream, blueberry, mm. uh, Oxford blue. Look at this. This thing that's going I on. I am so jealous I, that you have. I can't get the whole thing in, in, in the whole can in the in the glass because of the head that it's got going on. Gee. So I'm going to sacrifice that last little bit and, and I'm going to dive in because I don't want this to, I don't want to overstay my welcome. And I don't, I don't want you to be too jealous as I'm, as I'm tucking into this thing. Do you, do you remember the time when we uh, were, were, were having the the last can, what we purported as the last can of uh, the Imperial Russian stout from the Bad Apple? That we thought was the last cans. I'm, I'm pretty serious. I'm pretty sure that you are having definitely the last can of the Loyalist. I thought you'd already drank it, which is why I had it. And so when, this is for posterity, so I'm keeping this, thankfully, uh, this is uploaded um, for posterity. I, I, have you made sure I've got my audio on? Um, Probably should, yeah. I, I have actually checked before now, so yes, you definitely. I'm going to take a big swig of this Ooh, good. Yorkshire to them. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Your... I've got my flat cap on. I got my flat cap. I got my accent uh, right. I think at the moment this is a Yorkshire accent, as far as I'm aware. Anyway, I'm going to tuck into beer, and I'll let you know on the other side. All right? Cheers. <laughs> oh, it's really good, is that? All right. What does my whippet think? I loves it too. It's a, it's a, that's a top pint. That it's not are, bad are, at all. Are whippets famous in Yorkshire? Yeah, they are. Is Yorkshire that is that where they're bred? I don't know if they're bred there. They're they're like the, uh, hunting or racing dogs, just like greyhounds. Can are. I just say? Can I just say you you Brits are weirdly territorial with your stereotypical isms, where when when something happens, someone says, "Oh, that's that's a Blackpool thing right there." And I think that's that's like as far away as here to Moncton. But we don't say things like, oh, you Moncton-ers, yeah, you, you know, arrange your gardens north-south as opposed to east-west. We do things a little differently down here. It's very, not not territorial, but geographically thematic. I, 
I am both annoyed and I appreciate the geographic themes of, of what, of what England does. Cause if I mention any town, any city in the UK, you will tell me what it's famous for. Yeah. And I think is here in Nova Scotia, it's not that like, what, what is any place famous for unemployment? That's about all you get. I would argue differently that there are that you also have your... I mean, I just pointed out the Oxford Blueberry, so I can't talk about much. You also have your stereotyping of various places in Nova Scotia. And, and, and I don't know, I don't know area-wise whether Nova Scotia, where, how it compares to the UK. I mean, clearly, Canada is 5,000 miles across, and it's only 800 miles from north to south in the UK. Um, we've got 50 or 60 million people in the UK packed in. They're not packed in like sardines. They're not at all. They're, they're not. It's so weird. But it is about the size of the Maritimes, I think. Okay. Um, but but one town, one town that's only 30 miles from another town may and quite often does have a vastly different accent. Mm. Um, and, and you could... you. I will offer Manchester and Liverpool two big cities, very famous cities in the northwest of England. There's only 30 miles between them, but the accents are chalk and cheese. Uh, it would so I'm I'm right. I mean, um, you're right to some extent that uh, what would 30 miles be? 50 kilometers. It's the equivalent of Windsor to the city. So if Windsor had its own accent and Halifax had its own accent, but a completely different accent, hmm. um, and, and they're both in the in the in the same kind of vicinity of Canada, but they have completely different accents, and there is they are chalk and cheese. If, if you can imagine um, the, the, some very famous Liverpudlians, and I'm, let's just throw the Beatles out there, and they didn't have strong Liverpudlian accents. I'm sure you've heard John and Paul's on on online. You certainly you you don't remember them, Ross. You're a little bit too young, but I'm sure you've seen plenty of. I uh, I, I had I had the live at the BBC recordings. Okay, well the archival footage from the sixties when they had kept their Liverpudlian accents a little bit more, is very very different. Maybe not so different if you're not from the UK. Maybe you don't notice the difference because some people say, Ian, are you Australian or New Zealander? I've had that. I, some people just don't get an, a feeling That's for accents. Just don't. It's Whenever a Canadian it's asks different. you about your accent, just tell them that you're from, uh, I don't know, you, you could make up anything. Tell them that you're from Albania. I could tell them I'm from Albania. Well, what I'm saying is uh, John and Paul's accent is very different from what people would recognize in in let's say a, a typical Manchester accent, which is okay. Every a lot of people seem to be into Coronation Street. I don't know why, but if you listen to those two accents, they are very, very different. And mm. yet, there's only 30 miles between them. I don't know. I can't. I can't sense the difference myself. Again, as a foreigner, even though I've been here 16 years, I find it very difficult to ascertain um, a real difference between. Um, between the the valley and Bridgewater, for say, uh, for instance, but people say there is a vast difference, a vast, difference. and yet I can't quite hear. I, I, I don't think so. But, but I, I I grew up in Saint Margaret's Bay, and there I I've found that there is just this kind of a way that everyone talks, and then there's just this generic rural Nova Scotia accent and i can't even duplicate it i i have 
I take great pride in being able to duplicate a number of accents, but can I do a Nova Scotia rural accent? No. I cannot. And I'm sad. You can't. I can't. Can't. I just can't do it. And the only thing that always triggers in my mind is I was helping a friend, a neighbor, re-shingle his house many, many years ago. This is something like 15 years ago. And he, someone had a nephew who had a friend, a cousin who had a friend, and he owned his own roofing company. So they, they asked him around and said, oh, let's bring him around. As a young guy, really nice guy, really great guy, a great roofer, honestly. If he's still in business, you should get him. And his name was Nick Mahoney. Nicholas Mahoney. Oh, yeah. But, and, and so he, he came out and he helped out. And he said, oh, yeah. And, he, and, he was, and the way he was talking. And, and I couldn't get enough. I couldn't drink in this rural accent enough. But it was the way that certain vowels went. And I remember it vividly in my mind. Me say, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. I'm Ross. And he stuck out his hand and he, and he, and he looked at me, give me a nice firm, you know, business-like handshake. And he introduced himself as Nick Mahoney. But it was the way that he said Mahoney. And mm. I can hear it in my brain. I know what it sounds like, but I can't make my mouth pronounce <laughs> the last name Mahoney in a rural Nova Scotian accent. I've heard it a thousand times. And it's this weird, there's an, it's on the O, it's Mahoney. So Mahoney is there, but in a rural Nova Scotian, it comes out of Mahoney. There's this weird kind of, there's, there's this invisible W that only exists in rural Nova Scotia that you can't. Mahoney. Mahoney. He's Nick Mahoney. And it came out Mahoney, but it was so fast, but it was five syllables in one vowel. It was so fascinating. <laughs> I'm calling this poor guy out, but if if nothing else, if I'm if I'm you know doxing him to our one viewer, if if nothing else, get him to reshingle your house because he's excellent, really nice guy. That that's that's that story. That's that's me trying on a rural accent. We were Yorkshire. Uh, where are we? Yeah, you're drinking a Yorkshire British ale. How's that going? Uh, it, I'd like to hear your Yorkshire accent because uh, I know you're a, a, a big fan of um, uh, Monty Python and you know the four Yorkshiremen sketch like the back of your hand. And so. that's just it. All I can do is repeat what I've heard. So you go, oh, luxury. When I were a lad, oh, yeah, we had ourselves nine cats and the cats would live on the roof. Oh, you had a roof. Oh, luxury. And th- so that style. So I remember bits and pieces and kind of turning that. If you hear enough of an accent, you can turn it into new words yourself. Yeah. That that comes out. That, that's where my, my daughter and I have these conversations all the time. She said, I can't do an accent. I can't say this word in an accent because I've never heard that sound. So if you've never heard a sound, you can't duplicate that accent. And that's where that comes down to. I, I, you know, um, you sort of brought it up earlier on about how we, we sort of take the Mickey a little bit out of different towns because the, the towns are so close to one another, but they're big sized towns, and there is a local rivalry that goes on in 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 the UK, in England, and in across the UK. Um, the North take the piss out of the South. The South mm. take the piss out. Of the North. Oh, you Northerners yeah, and your Southerners. And yet you'd also get Liverpool taking the piss out and Manchester and, and vice versa, even though they're within 30 miles of each other. So this constant sort of laughing and rivalry uh, uh, and, and laughing at your neighbour 
Um, you've even got, and, and I, I don't know whether or not it's got anything to do with, it may be silly to think this, maybe it's got something to do with soccer, football, this local it, rivalry that it brings could, out because... Or, I don't know, localized pride? Because in Nova Scotia, we've got localized pride. We say things like, oh, Absolutely. at least we're not out in Picto. Oh, those weirdo Picto people. Or, oh, at least this isn't Spryfield or Sackville. Or, oh, my God, could you imagine if we lived in Yarmouth? You've said, you've, absolutely. So there is We've this. mouthed off in this, on this show. We crap on other parts of Nova Scotia because we're here in the Valley. Absolutely. Whatever. So it probably is quite similar. So it's, it's a bit of fun. Uh, it's a bit of rivalry. It's almost like, you know, we're better than everyone else, even though you know you're not. It, when you look at the stuff on the other side of the fence, you do actually think, you know, there's plenty is of Is it just that if we had 100,000 people who stayed close by because there was a football team, we would thereby slowly generate an accent for a region. But because there's only, you know, six or seven people that live in Windsor, they can't, it, it can't conjure a, an ethos, a culture, a thing. It's because the only culture of living in Windsor is we're far, far from the Walmart. We gotta, we gotta drive to either New Minus or Halifax. So you, you, you got to go to the next community along because there's just not enough people to, to, to snowball this small subculture thing. I don't know how many people live in Windsor, uh, to be honest, but it's no the more biggest, than six. Biggest town in, <laughs> in the valley. Uh, uh, my, in my... Yeah, I was looking up the population centers because I was... Uh, I have this friend in Alabama, and I'm always sending things back and forth. I'm saying, oh, look, we've got, you know, nearly got 100,000 people now. I've just noticed, Ross, I've just noticed, uh, when, after I drunk, like I say, about a, about half or two-thirds of that first pint, I was already feeling it, I just realized that this old English ale that I've almost finished the um, in the Yorkshire the is 6.7%. Whoops, it's forgot. It's quite a strong ale. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Uh, it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I should have noticed that beforehand, before I started drinking it. I've almost finished it. It's delicious. It is delicious, but it's still not what I would consider to be. Oh, it's not a proper English pint? Is it still not there? I really like it. It's still not what I would. Mm. Gosh, what's wrong with me? We'll find it. We'll get there. It's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, it's delicious. I really like it. And of, of the three that I've tried tonight, I would say that it is the closest to what I consider to be a, a British style ale. And it's and I do get those hints of spices that they were referring to. It's a little it's a little speckled henish, which you can get in the liquor store here. I've, mm, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had that the last few months when I've tried things when I've got that little spiciness going on that i it's so difficult to explain it unless you're literally supping on it at the time uh, but it, there is something in there that um that i really like but but it's still not to me like an, an english style bitter uh, it, i have news from the past for you because i was oh. curious about this so i looked into everything that we've drank before and there are uh, seven or eight English bitters that we have tried. And of all of them, you gave them between a six and a seven for a score. So you, you ranked them very poorly. But one night 
we tried, and this was the same night as we tried the propeller ESB. We compared the propeller ESB with what I still consider as the best bitter is the beach stone bitter from the sober Island brewing company. We both gave the propeller ESB kind of middling marks, but we both gave the beach stone bitter from sober Island a nine out of 10. Uh, okay. Okay. This this well, was in June of 2021. June of 2021. June of 2021. Getting on for three years ago, and I gave ESB a middling mark. The yeah, the propeller one, yeah. But you gave okay. we both gave high marks to this to this Beachstone bitter. And where is that brewed? Sober Island is in Sheet Harbor along the eastern shore, about an, uh, about a half hour, 45 minutes east of Dartmouth. Then they're still brewing. They're still going. They, not... they do Beth's Black Oyster Stout. Oh, right. So I, I need to get in there because they've only had the four pack. I need to get in there and find out what else they've got because I love everything they do. It's it's the good stuff down there. We need to get back to Sheet Harbor. Back to, back to Sheet Harbor where the accents aren't that different. Ross, <laughs> was that British style beer night? No, I, uh, uh, I don't know. Were they comparable? Were they comparable? I mean, I mean, we 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 tried two that called themselves English bitters. Oh, interesting. And ESB by Propeller lost. I didn't score it particularly highly. No, I'll well, I'll, listen. I'll send well, you the video. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. What I will say Watch is... Watch it again. Um, For the first I time. have been drinking ESB by Propeller <laughs> actually for years. Yeah. Um, because I, it's my kind of go-to for when I want to drink an English-style beer. And I think it's perfectly delicious. And in that... Uh, again, it's about the third or fourth time I've alluded it to this evening, but it is relevant... In that maritime craft brewing uh, group uh, question mm. on Facebook that I replied to, a bunch of people asked about, um, uh, sorry, someone asked, you know, what was the best uh, English style ale uh, here in Nova Scotia? And a bunch of people had said the propellers ESB is. And I absolutely agreed with them because it seemed to me to be the tastiest, bitteriest um, beer on offer that I tried here in Nova Scotia. I, and I keep going back to it. I think it's perfectly delicious and it's a really good alternative to all the bloody IPAs that are on offer. However, I don't remember that one... That one. To, uh, so it's Sober Islands... What's it called? So it's the Beachstone Bitter. The problem being, of course, that ES... I don't say it's not a, not a problem at all. ESB is available in every liquor store in Nova Scotia because it's so bloody good and people buy it. So I'll keep buying it. If that one turned up and I thought it was so delicious, it's probably only going to be available, is it not, right at the brewery? Right at the brewery, and that is most of the problem, yes. Oh, and that is the big problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it okay. just, it's... Uh, yeah. I am, oh crap, I'm finding it. I'm trying to find it for you to at least send it to you. Yeah, here, here we go, here we go. Okay, I found yeah. it. I'm giving this, The Loyalist, by the way, and I've just noticed, because you're big, 
Is that your microphone, the big round thing that's right in front of you? Is that your microphone? It's what is that? part of the microphone. Okay. It's been kind of blocking out what appears to be the top of a maple leaf all this time, and I've just noticed it. This is this is my $16 Toronto Maple Leafs jersey that I found at Valley Village one week. That's awesome. Um, it's a 6.7 Old English style ale. I think it's quite delicious. Um... I really like it, and I could. I, I, I was going to say I could drink a fair bit of it, but I can't because it's 6.7%. It's really tasty. It tastes a bit like, Ross, uh, a Christmassy ale, a Christmassy English ale. Mm. So it's got a bit of spiciness to it. And uh, I, I very, I very much liked it, and I was very sad yeah. to hear that they were no longer making it. That uh, was the I worst may part. Last can, right. Well, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that, too, because it's like a lovely Christmassy. The garrison all lit up. I drank another pint of that last night, by the way. <laughs> the all lit up that we that I thought was the best Christmas ale we tried at Christmas time. This actually reminds me a little bit of it because uh, it's got that sweetness and that spiciness to it. And it's the similar strength, too. It's 6.7%. Um, it's very lovely. And if they're not making any more, ah, well. I, th I think they've got another bitter on hand. I forget what but they've they got something else going at Saltbox, and I, I need to go and check that out there's oh so so many other delicious things and i always check it out the uh, the atlantic canadian beer blog has some some recommendations but there's new stuff coming out all the time we're 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 never gonna drink nova scotia dry we're never gonna run out of beer it's not gonna be a problem we can try we can, try. We can only try it's an right? attempt we'll, we'll it's give it a an go. attempt um win the winner for me this evening if there was a winner um, would be the old English ale, just because it's the closest that I would think that I would regard to a bitter in the UK. Oh. Uh, the Phoenix ale was crazy. It's it like would... a fruity, soury thing I... going on. Eh, it was all right. I liked it, but it was I, unexpected. I yeah, it was. It was. It was. I, I think I decided in my head I was gonna say uh, what I was gonna say, uh, like a seven, seven eight, seven seven. Really, that high? Yeah. For Phoenix. I mean, it was it was flavorful. It was tasty. I liked it. It's oh, just the description was a little. It's not lacking in flavor. In fact, it's I've got a little bit left over here. It's not lacking in flavor. I don't know what it's going to do to me now after the bitter. Here we go. Oh, probably not good things. Oh yes, I think I spoiled you with the loyalist. Ooh, that that's not a happy face. No, but it doesn't. It's actually <laughs> quite smooth. Uh, you think, like you said, it's going to hit hard, and it and it, and then it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it, it tastes goes... like it's about to taste yeah. disgusting. It's such yeah. a strange beer. Yeah, it's, it's quite kind of weird. <laughs> it's a fruitier, sourier yeah. thing that I really than I really want. But it's not terrible. It's kind of summery, and um, I'd give that a uh, six and a half. I quite like it. It's oh, weirdly. Okay. No, that's a that's a, and, that's uh, a the good, best good bitter lead, by uh, Stillwell. Lovely, uh, well done. Now I'll finish with my old English. <laughs> at least that tastes like beer i'm out of here good night that's true oh at least you got to have three i oh i'm i'm so jealous i, I would have had another loyalist if i could find it <gasps> thank you very much for joining us we have uh, our podcast is available drink and dry at all podcasty places and we're here once a week live on our youtube channel youtube.com slash at Drink NS Dry, or you can find it a little bit more at drinknsdry. or no, sorry, drinkns.unsupervised.beer. Thank goodness I made that be uh, lots of different things. And 
Yeah, I think that's about it. There's a Facebook page too. You can just look that up. I don't know. Search based on Drink NS Dry. We're the only Drink NS Dry on the internet. I'll say that happily. That's the thing. But thanks again to Ian, my co-host, for being here. And we're here every Tuesday live at 8 p.m. We'll see you next week. Good night.